Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is just a beautiful day out here, a little chilly, but let me tell you, after the few days that I've spent up a little further north with some flurries and sleet and snow and slippery roads and all that kind of stuff, I will take the little chill in the air and the beautiful sunshine any day down here. So glad you could take time out with us. And we are blessed to welcome back Chef George Ashford of CB Stroke. How you doing, Chef? I am good, G. How are you? I am blessed. I am well and just pleased to have you back with us again. And um, I know it's been a minute, but um glad you were able to take time out and uh you know, we think a lot of times about, uh, you know, our palates around uh, the holidays like Christmas or Thanksgiving, or we think about the grilling in the in the um, summertime and everything. But, I mean, we still have some, some stuff coming up. We've got uh, the Super Bowl. We've got well, there's a little Zora if you go out there. But we got um, Valentine's Day coming up. So we're still kind of in that celebratory type of mode. So what you got for us? Well, I've been looking at uh, one of the one of the things uh, one of the types of food that I find really exciting and very healthy for you is a Mediterranean diet. Mm, yes. So it's a lot of interesting good foods, like for example, mm-hmm. Greek olives, um, eating um, fresh vegetables like your your tomatoes, your fine ripened tomatoes, um, mm-hmm. uh, zucchini, uh, squash, mm-hmm. uh, different mm-hmm. types of eggplant prepared in different ways. Uh, and also right. in addition to that, you're adding in some of the wonderful items like your grilled uh, chicken kebabs, grilled lamb kebabs, and, uh, and of course, fish is a prominent mm-hmm. part of that. And the health benefits from that is that you lose weight, it's less, uh, it's, it helps with inflammation, and also is heart healthy. So you're doing a lot of wonderful things for your body. And also uh, preparing foods with fresh herbs, such as thyme and rosemary, and uh, just using a lot of different fresh herbs in your cooking is very healthy for your body. You know, even if you go back to the Bible, you know, they're, they're talking about fresh herbs and spices, you know, even in biblical days. So that's something that I think 
for a community for us to get back into healthy eating. So these are, and this Mediterranean diet is probably one of the most interesting ones because, you know, you can do a lot of exciting things with it. You don't feel like you're denying yourself, but at the same time you're eating healthy too and you're preparing some wonderful dishes. Right, because, you know, when you, we don't really think about, we think about the Mediterranean diet as being kind of exotic and stuff like that. But I think if we take a different approach to it, we, we think everything has to be salty or peppery, or not enough salt, not enough pepper. But how in tune are our palates to things like thyme and rosemary and sage and all different types of, of herbs, like you said, that are out there? We don't say, oh, this doesn't have enough oregano. You know, you don't really hear that a lot, you know. So it's a good way to get, you know, make our palates a little bit more colorful and, and our food a little bit more expressive. And then also, too, when you look at a Mediterranean diet, there's a lot of color in those diets, like you said, with the tomatoes and, and the different types of, of gourds and then um, different types of, of I guess you could say uh, peppers and onions and, and things of that nature. So uh, it's it's a really like I said to me it's, it is kind of a celebratory type of, of diet with those different types of dishes. So it is. where it do you is begin? For you. Yes, so exactly. one of the things let's start let's start with preparing um, a, a base, if you will. So speaking of the fresh herbs, whatever fresh herbs you like is what you use. I love rosemary, I love fresh thyme, I like sage, I like uh, dill. Uh, you can take all of the different fresh herbs and you can actually chop them up fine and you can have uh, make a paste out of them with, uh, with olive oil. A little olive oil, you put a little bit of uh, sea salt or kosher salt. And I use a, actually a, a mullet where I actually make a paste with everything. And I, and I take those fresh herbs and I just mull them together with a little bit of the sea salt. Um, I put in cracked pepper. I'll put in roasted garlic. I'll take whole, whole cloves of garlic and just put salt and uh, a little bit of salt and olive oil and just throw them in the oven whole and let it roast until it softens and then just take it out, slice off that, in cap, and the the uh, garlic will just just squeeze it right out like a paste, and I add that to the, the mixture of the olive oil and the fresh herbs, everything together. So now you've created a really nice. Uh, uh, it can be a marinade. It can be a nice paste, or it can it can be added to your vegetables. It can be added to your meats, and it's a really excellent way to start. And I use that as a base of a lot of my cooking, especially when I'm preparing Mediterranean dishes. So um, preparing that paste, I would take it and have, you can go to uh, one of the box stores, if you wish, and you can pick up a nice pack of uh, chicken breast. They can even have it already sliced for you. You can buy a nice family-sized pack of uh, of the chicken. Uh, uh, chicken tenders that are already sliced, fresh chicken tenders, you know, and you can take that, use that paste that I just spoke of, add a little bit of vinegar to it or fresh or fresh uh, lemon as an acidity, and just mix your chicken into that, you know, so let that chicken uh, marinate in there for about an hour. 
and then you can take it and put it on a skewer and just kind of wrap it around that skewer and just grill them nice and, nice and slow on the grill. Wonderful flavors with that. That can be served with uh, a combination of brown rice, quinoa. I found a great product, uh, again, at one of the box stores where you're able to, like a, like a Sam's or a Costco's, where you can actually have the pouches, which is a really nice product, and it takes just a few minutes to make. And it's a mixture of the brown rice and quinoa with garlic added to it. And you take that and you follow the instructions, roast it in a, in a skillet real fast. You have your grilled chicken breast. In addition to that, you're making perhaps a nice vegetable kebab. And you can go crazy with it if you want. You can take uh, zucchini, uh, squash, um, onions, multicolored peppers, and you can just you also use the same type of marinade if you wish. And just grill that off, too, nice and slow. So now you have that wonderful grilled chicken breast that has a tremendous flavor. Your vegetables have the flavor with the quinoa and brown rice mixture with garlic. Very simple, clean meal. Um, You can start off with a nice salad. It's all about fresh cooking, good for your heart good for taming inflammation, and a sustainable food source. Yes, and we are coming up on heart month, so that's, that is good to keep in mind. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions. One, when do you prefer to use dried herbs, and when do you use fresh ones? That's a good question. Well, the dry, the dry herbs are going to be more concentrated. The fresh herbs I find, and I, I like to cook with fresh herbs. I cook with dry herbs too, of course. But the fresh herbs, um, I like to make, uh, again, like I said, the, the actual uh, paste with that. Because to me, it's just everything opens up. When I mean, you put it in olive oil and, and all of the different ingredients of the fresh mixture of herbs, it just opens them up. And it's tremendous for a marinade, so it actually gets into that meat or vegetable or whatever you're preparing. I've done the same recipe with red snapper, very similar to it with red snapper, using a lot of fresh herbs. You have a nice fillet of red snapper. We've taken it and actually have like a black iron skillet, a little bit of olive oil, and have salt and pepper on the uh, fresh uh, red snapper, skin side down, and have a, a, a nice weight. You want to put a weight on top of it to keep it from curling. And lay that heavy weight inside of the, on top of the fish as it's searing into the iron skillet. So you're nice, getting a nice crisp coat to it, and you're turning it over. Only takes a few minutes, and then you add in the fresh herbs. Just put all that mixture on top of it, and you're actually adding in fresh lemon and your spices. It's tremendous when you have the flavor, how the fish is scored, the crispiness from the skin. Um, it's a very, very nice way of preparing a lot of different dishes, and it opens it up. It really opens up the flavor, and you're not tasting the. A lot of people are, you know, they, they feel a little bit apprehensive about using like rosemary and things like that, because they think they're going to eat part of the thorny part. You know, you know, once it's cooked, it softens, and once your 
you're you're emulsifying it, it actually permeates into the particular dish that you're preparing. That sounds really, really good. And I'm glad you mentioned about um, how to keep the fish from curling because that is something that, that you know, I've, I've tried to figure out, okay, this is, you know, do, do I, I don't want to turn the fish, you know, and, and try to flatten it out. So the, the good good thing about um, doing that is, is, yeah, it keeps it from the tail from curling, you know, and then you're not messing up your you know, your stuffing in terms of, you know, or your topping in terms of how you're doing your fish. So up to now, just curious on my part, do you grow your own herbs? I do not grow my own herbs. Actually, for me, the way in which I order them directly from, like, the major companies like Cisco or Cheney Brothers, so they come in bulk for me. And uh-huh. for me, it's not as expensive. I see how the, I right. see how they're actually – Purchasing, purchasing them in like the grocery stores with a little small pack. I think it's very expensive right. that way. I think it's probably yeah. better to use fresh herbs, your basil, and all your different herbs. You'll see them growing like in plants. Often the grocery stores will sell the plants that you can go and actually buy the plant. You get a lot more fresh herbs that way by buying the plants of. of um, of rosemary, the plant of basil, thyme, and different, you know, I've seen plants like that. And you can actually buy it that way. It's cheaper. If you're using a lot of it, it's cheaper than buying the little small packs, you know, and that, that are hanging in the produce area. So that's right. And there's so yeah. many different dishes that you can add to this. You can start off with, like, a nice uh, salad with, uh, with fresh tomatoes, and you can have Greek olives, uh, hummus that you can add to that, a little olive oil, a little, you can have toasted, um, little toasted um, flatbread with it, which is nice. You can have a slice of some fresh beets on the side, uh, romaine lettuce. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do with this Mediterranean diet that's really, really exciting. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the kind of thing that I... I'm leaning towards, you know, especially I'm my my wife and I, we're preparing that at home, and that's what I normally try to do. I try to make something that's healthy for us. And also when the family comes over, you know, we're preparing fresh items, um, eggplant with uh, uh, even like a, a version of eggplant parmesan where we modify the mozzarella cheese with like a, a vegan cheese. But you're doing a lot of different things which are going to be, healthier for your body, and also cooking with olive oil, cooking with uh, sunseed uh, um, oil, uh, avocado oil. There's so many different blends out here right now that are, that are healthier for you, you know, so that you have, you know, you know, you feel better. You have more energy, especially as you start to get up in age a little bit, you know, start moving a little bit slower. These are the things that keep you moving and more active. Supplements are good. They're great, but the best source of actually uh, getting nutrients is what you eat. You know, and when right, you're cooking, exactly. with, yeah, yeah, you're cooking with fresh garlic. You know, it's great for your blood pressure. It's great for inflammation. You're cooking with fresh ginger. You know, you're cooking with all these different fresh herbs that are giving you, you know, from from nature. 
You know, it's God's healing method. That's the medicine from actual nature. So that's the type of thing that we do. Get more into it. You were talking about the different oils. I've also heard safflower oil, I believe, is, is one of those that a lot of people are using as well. Yes. Okay. Sunflower oil. Right. Sunflower oil, avocado oil. And you can do a lot of things with that, too. You can infuse. You can take some of the fresh herbs. If you have a little cruet of olive oil, like extra virgin olive oil, you can add fresh garlic, roasted garlic, add it right to the olive oil. And just let it sit in the olive oil. Just let it stay there while you're cooking. You know, it'll stay there for days. You're able to use that. You can add fresh rosemary to that if you wish. You can add thyme, whatever types of herbs that you want, you can add to your olive oil. And so when you're cooking, you're actually cooking with the flavor of the olive oil and that fresh garlic and all of that good nutrients are getting into your system. You know, and that's all part of the um, uh, breaking down the inflammation, taming inflammation, if you will. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you about pairings, what you would pair those with, uh, drink-wise and, and maybe possibly a light dessert, too. So we're here with Chef George Ashford of CBB Stro in Metro West. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, we are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are talking Mediterranean-style mules with Chef George Ashford of CBB Stro in Metro West. And if you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. So I mentioned that I was going to ask you about some pairing suggestions from you. Well, I enjoy a nice glass of uh, red wine, like a nice Cabernet, um, something um, like more on the drier side, full-bodied wine. It doesn't have to be expensive. There's a lot of great Cabernets that you can get that are under $10. Um, so that's what I enjoy, you know, and I think that's a nice glass of red wine is healthy for you. Um, in moderation, you're not going to drink the whole bottle, but, you know, a glass or two of red wine with your dinner, be very, very good for you. That's one of the dishes that I, that's one of the uh, 
that would be my pairing choice with the Mediterranean diet. Um, you can have a nice uh, Sauvignon Blanc if you wish. That's a clean, crisp uh, wine, a white wine that's going to, uh, of course, accent the acidities that are in the uh, different dishes. But that would be a nice way to, you know, to enjoy your Mediterranean meal. I just think that there's so much health benefits in that. And it's fun to cook that. And you're looking at it's a, it's a, it's a, it's very interesting. It's like you're, what's very popular now, we do a lot of charcuterie boards and a lot of popular charcuterie boards. But one of my favorites is to do a dish when I have guests come over to actually prepare, as I just described, the, um, the paste that I made with the grilled chicken breasts, um, skewers along with uh, lamb skewers, same paste, same type of thing, um, along with uh, brown rice, quinoa mixture. You can have the salad, the fruits. Uh, you can add uh, some figs. You make a big platter of this, like a big, just picture a big wooden board. And it's very, it's, like I said, it's a lot of fun. And you're laying, you're laying these stacks of, of grilled chicken skewers on one side, the other side the lamb skewers. And then you're putting dishes out with, um, with hummus, pita bread, and you're having a salad with the tomatoes, and you have the Greek olives, and you, have the, you can have sliced beets with that. You can have another section with, with figs and uh, apricots, uh, you know, dried apricots. You, there's, there's a lot of plums, you know, mix your little fruit in it. So now guests are coming over. You take, like, small plates. And everyone is eating from the same type of uh, large platter using small plates and, of course, tongs and, and different proper utensils to take it off. But it's a, it's a fun way to eat. It's a fun way to host. And you have a lot of colors and a lot of vibrant um, uh, items there. And it's healthy for you, you know, and people are getting different flavors and different tastes. And that's a tremendous way to entertain. So, um, and then do you, now, I guess, you know, because I'm always, and I'm trying, I guess I've got to pull myself back from it. I'm always thinking, you know, you got to finish it with a dessert of some sort. Do you always sure. have to finish a meal with dessert or or no? Um, what What is your suggestion, you know, to try to keep it, I guess, like you said, um, light and, and healthy and, and stuff? My suggestion is to finish it. You can have fresh fruit. You can have as you can have skewers of fresh fruit, which is very popular. We've done that with you have strawberries and raspberries, a little bit of melon, and different types of you get pineapple chunks. And you make these beautiful skewers of that. You can make um, a, a mixture of honey and a little bit of lemon, and, and make that into like a little paste. They can drizzle that onto their fresh fruit. You can have mm-hmm. uh, a nice uh, sorbet, like a fruit sorbet that's going mm-hmm. to be, you know, fresh and, you know, and, and very, very refreshing to the palate. Um, so it's just you're doing a lot of color. There's a lot of combinations of different items. Um, it's it's more of a grazing type of eating. But if you think about uh, different cultures and how, Let's say one of the most interesting uh, ways of uh, 
of dining, like in, say, African cuisine, where they lay out like a ceremonial rug, and you're having, you're having the different sauces, if you will, and you're, you're, right. everyone gets a hot towel, they clean their hands, and they're taking small portions of food, and they're taking it and putting it in different types of uh, dipping sauces. You know, so it's, it's a fun way of preparing. And the Mediterranean uh, cuisine is very similar to that in many regards because you have that large, like say a large wooden chakuri board, you're entertaining, say, five people, and everyone has their little plate, and they're taking off, mm-hmm. you know, their sections, and and everyone's having their little different portions, and you're constantly having more. It's a grazing as opposed to just, you know, we're conditioned to sit down and have a big steak and finish that big steak. Everybody's sitting at the table. This way you're just a little bit lighter. Right. You're watching the football game or, you know, you're chilling back, but you everybody's just having a little taste here and there, and, and it's and it's consistent, and you're filling yourself up without being bloated. And it's right. very light, very refreshing. It's good stuff. Good. I'm looking forward to getting in there, seeing what I can do. I usually like to do something with, uh, you know, maybe cherry tomatoes and splitting them up. And like you said, the olives, um, doing olives and like maybe a little bit of, of mozzarella with that. Um, so, and, and uh, just a few other things. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, maybe um, cubed cucumbers or something like that to go in there as well. Yeah, fresh cucumbers. So. That's 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 huge, you know. All these things yeah. are healthy for your body, and you're you're getting the different flavors and tastes. And it's more emphasis mm-hmm. on variety than it is, and there's small varieties uh, on varieties right. than um, being bloated with one thing, you know. So yeah. in a, in our American cuisine, we're we're more focused on the uh, protein. So we have a large piece of protein with very small uh, vegetable large starch, so you have this big, giant baked potato, big, giant steak, and little small vegetables. This is kind mm-hmm. of changed. It changes. This way you have more vegetables and more variety of, of different items, and it's lower on the um, on the starches, if you will, which is better for your system. So we'll, real, real quick, what's going on at the Bistro? Well, CB Bistro, we have coming up live um, – this Sunday, the 21st, two seatings, 12 and 2, Jared Armstrong is performing with our famous Touches Buffet, which, of course, always has a New Orleans theme to it. But we mix in a lot of different fresh uh, items. We're cooking with, you know, wild-caught seafood, wild-caught shrimp, uh, the highest quality product that you can get in a very uh, exciting, artistic uh, uh, environment. And it's really, really a wonderful thing. I'd like to invite you and your husband down to actually check it out. And, uh, you know, this uh, this Sunday, just let me know. Okay, I will do that if I can. Well, I was going to say if I can get him off, off in front of the football game. But the thing is, unfortunately, his, his team <laughs> So we lost, do have so. two seedings. Uh, one is 12 yeah. and one is two. <laughs> Okay. All right. I will I will talk to him about it. That sounds like a plan. Looking forward to it. And thank you All for right. the time again. And uh we look forward to having you back next month. One actually two times. One is gonna be for something special. We're gonna talk about that at a, at a later date. So thanks so much. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Steve. It's always a pleasure. Wonderful. All right, be blessed. Talk soon. <laughs> now
Now, you know, over the weekend, I was, you know, I had to kind of uh, dash out of town, y'all, um, because uh, I had to deal with some, some family stuff, you know, visit family and, and stuff. But while I was gone, it seemed like everywhere, we did the road trip thing. So everywhere I went, it seemed like they were talking about uh, the need for, for blood donations, uh, a lot of stuff going on with that. And I know they mentioned Red Cross, and, you know, we do support the Red Cross, but um, here in Central Florida, we don't donate blood to the Red Cross. We donate to one blood. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk with um, Pat Michaels of One Blood, and he's going to give us the latest in terms of uh, what their challenges are in terms of, of keeping uh, um, ample blood supply So, and, and you know ways that you can help. So anyway, when we come back, the number is five one six three eight seven one nine four four. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faiths, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple, dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720, Dobbs dedicated to serving our families. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we, again, want to thank Chef George Ashford of CBB Bistro for being on with us. And we look forward to talking with him next month uh, a couple times. Um, so we'll get into that a little later. But in the meantime, like I was mentioning before the break, it was traveling kept hearing, you know, I was doing a road trip and kept hearing um, these things about uh, the need for blood donations. And, you know, they mentioned the Red Cross, but here in Central Florida, our blood donations go to a different organization, and that's called One Blood. And we have Mr. Pat Michaels that's joining us today to talk a little bit about what One Blood is and, you know, how you can make your donations. Hi, how are you? Tell me he's not on. Uh, he is supposed to be on. He may be running a few minutes late. But um, anyway, the, you know, there's a there's a lot going on right now. I, I know you guys have been watching the news, so a lot of accidents because of the weather, uh, people getting hurt because of that, just other things That's going on as well. And so we have Mr. Michael. Hi, how are you? Hi, how's it going, Gretchen? Going well. Thanks for coming back, joining yeah, us again. thank you. So. <laughs> thank you for having me back. So now, like I was telling them, you know, I was on this road trip this weekend um, and just kept hearing about, uh, and, yeah, the, the Red Cross in a lot of these areas uh, were requesting blood donations because there's a shortage of blood. But here we deal with you guys, one blood. But can you tell us why there seems to be such a short shortage in the supply of 
the blood that you all need. Yes, well, the, the, coming off the holidays from uh, from Thanksgiving all the way through Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's, uh, there's a lot of holiday periods where people are gone. They're on vacation. They're visiting families. Uh, high schools, colleges, universities are scaled back uh, because they're not in normal session. And that accounts, that alone, the high schools, colleges, and universities account for about a fifth of the donations that we get at one blood in, for most blood centers. So that's a significant, really? significant drop. Yeah. So we, uh, you know, we, we deal with that. Um, we do different promotions. We, uh, you know, up our game with going to different places with a big red bus, but it, there's no uh, getting around it. A lot of people just are not able to donate because they're simply not uh, you know, here. So that's the reason why January years ago was designated uh, um, donor, blood donor recognition month, you know, so that uh, during that month we can make uh, these strong appeals. But I think, um, yeah, you know, this year the American Red Cross led up with it. And last uh, week we sent out press releases uh, to the media to ask them uh, to, to get it out to the general public, and, and they did. And we've had people respond, which is great. Um, but what we try to do in January during National mm-hmm. Blood Donor Month is to try to make that appeal uh, for people to do something at the beginning of the year to, to make it a habit to donate blood to do it on a regular basis because it's extremely important. If you're eligible to donate, and about 60% of us are eligible, but lower than 10% of us do, uh, and that's a big gap, but if we more of us did it, we wouldn't have this problem. And it's not that we're not uh, certainly reaching out to our donors and trying to get them to, to respond. So anytime we can do something like this, like your your show, uh, any way we can get the word out, we're – we're certainly all about it. Now, I kept hearing there were certain types that were really um, in demand, and I guess po- probably because of the flexibility of usage. But can you talk about that, please? That's why right. it's O type, O positive, which most of us have about thirty nine percent of us. O negative, which is only seven percent, but the O negative is that universal blood donor type we've talked about. Uh, if you're O mm-hmm. negative, your blood can go to any person for any uh, or any blood type. Um, so, for example, in trauma rooms, emergencies, if they don't know who you are, you're coming in, uh, you know, from a car accident. God help us! Uh, but uh, they don't know you. They don't know your blood type. So immediately they'll be transfuse you with O negative or O positive. Mostly O negative, uh, but O positive is an option because most of us have it. Uh, and once uh, they get you stabilized, they type you. Then they'll 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 start giving you your actual blood type. That's why those two are so important, especially the O negative. The other is platelets. I know it sounds like okay, what is that? Now, that's a component of the of your blood. And when you give whole blood, you the three basic components: red blood cells, plasma, and platelets. And the mm-hmm. plat- platelets are very important for a lot of procedures. But one of the big ones is. Uh, for treating cancer uh, because chemotherapies or radiation therapies deplete the platelets in, uh, in patients' bodies. And if you don't have platelets, you're going to not be able to clot if you ever have a cut or, uh, you know, it could become serious enough that you just have internal bleeding. So very important. Mm. Uh, you've probably seen these, uh, you've seen these people who have given 100 gallons in their lifetime. That's mm-hmm. because they've most likely been giving platelets, which they can do every week, but most of them do about every two weeks. That's a lot. 
and they sit in a donor chair for about an hour and a half, and they know what they're doing. They're giving platelets that will go to someone within five days, and it's going to help someone. It's probably going to save someone's life. Wow. Wow. That's interesting um, because I was um, – I had some labs recently for my physical and other things. And, you know, it was like, I, I was concerned because, you know, it's like the platelet count seemed to decline over, over the years. And uh, I was like, okay, what's going on? And you're like, well, oh, don't worry about it. It's, it's a comparison or whatever, but I'm thinking it's something that I need to, <laughs> to keep up on, you know, because I know that has to do a lot with, I, I think, fighting infections and whatnot. So, um, now, when you guys do the blood donations and we see the big red bus, you know, in the in the parking lots and the shopping centers and in other places and the little red bus as well, um, say, you know, I'm out and I'm shopping, I'm like, okay, I want to check this out. Um, you Do you, and, but I don't know my blood type, do you type me right there? No, we 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 do not type you right there. If you're a first-time donor, you can't walk into a big red bus or a little red bus, one of our donor centers, and say like, you know what, I'm, this is my first time. Well, we're for very happy to see you. Uh, that's that's a lot said right there. Um, okay. You go in. We uh, we'll go through a screening process, get your information. Uh, all told, about 45-minute process. The actual donation process, the getting the one unit of blood, which is about a pint. Uh, is really only five minutes, ten minutes at best, and um, that unit of blood is then uh, has a coating system that goes to our laboratories. Uh, the blood, the whole unit, is broken into those components I told you about earlier: red blood cells, mm-hmm. plasma, and platelets. And then a, t- a couple of test tubes go over to St. Petersburg, uh, which is our large laboratory testing laboratory to test the blood to make sure that. Uh, you know, there's no pathogens, uh, bacteria, anything like that. And um, once passed the test and uh, it goes through the uh, separation process and the components, then it, it goes out. But that in that testing is where you'll find out your blood type, you'll find out your iron count, you'll find out your cholesterol count. And at the time that we do the donation, we also give you uh, vital information like your heart rate, your blood pressure, um, your temperature, those kind of things. And they'll all be in your donor portal when you make that after you leave. They'll give the information. You can um, sign on. And it's kind of like your doctor having your own patient portal. In this case, it's the mm-hmm. donor portal. And you'll get that information, including your blood type. And now the the, the thing to know, people ask us, well, what's the most important blood type? Every blood type is the most important blood type. I know we talk about O negative and O positive that we need for a specific reason uh, and platelets. But if you're, let's say you're AB negative, I'm just making it, likely we would come to you and say, you have a perfect type to give for platelets. So we call that program called Target Your Type, which is exclusive to one blood where we get uh, our donors engaged in knowing their blood type and knowing how important it is and how they can target it toward patients. Um, We have all types of reasons why, and I'll give you an example. Um, uh, A lot of people suffer from from, uh, sickle cell, and some of them uh, have to have blood transfusions, and they have blood transfusions on a regular basis. Uh, And some of these people have rare blood types. Well, 
if you uh, are a sickle cell patient, you have to have a blood transfusion on a regular basis. You got to, you have to have it. But if you have a rare blood type because of certain antigens, we've got to find someone just like you know someone with that same type of blood with the same antigens or lacking it. So we have to look far and wide, and we have um, uh, cross-matching laboratories. They're called reference laboratories in multiple cities throughout one blood in the five states that we serve. They're doing nothing 24 hours a day except for looking, looking, looking to find matches. So that's why we say over and over again that diversity is everything. Um, it needs to reflect our society, not just um, you know what you think it should be. So every blood type is important, and we stress for a diverse blood supply. And what does that mean? If you're African American, if you're Hispanic, if you're Asian, uh, all walks of life, because those are the people we are having to supply the blood components to, and it, it we we have to have that. So uh, that's why we're looking for those matches. Uh, uh, you know, basically every day of the week. So when when you as as a person, as a recipient, are saying, well, why is it so hard Why to get, you know, what I need, you've got to look at it. It's, it's hard because, um, you know, it's, it's the giving that's not happening. So, and, and that has to change. That, that's correct. So, uh, and, and like I said, the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to. No, 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 please go ahead. So that's why we we talk about the the diversity because if we if we have a uh, diverse donor pool that reflects the people in our communities and our country where we are, then that that gets us closer to being able to match. And I'm not not saying that uh, you know um, let's say an African American person is going to match an African American person. I mean I could match someone who is not my racial background. Uh, mm-hmm. So again, that's why the diversity is extremely important. Uh, it's more likely we're going to find someone as a match in that racial background. So uh, the, the other thing is too: Do you need? Are there certain, for example, I know there's certain situations that automatically, I, I guess, exclude you or exclude you for a certain period of time. I know there's usually a question about if you served in the military and where you served. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, there are some uh, what we call deferrals, which means that if you've traveled to some countries, uh, some time, the periods of the year for different uh, diseases that you might get, uh, Dingle is a crazy name of one, uh, Chagas disease. I mean, there's a laundry list of them that our laboratories test for. Uh, one of them that had impeded a lot of people donating was mad cow disease. Uh, but the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, which mandates everything that blood centers do, recently changed that to deferral. So uh, I'll explain. People who lived in England and other places in Europe uh, and in the military, in some cases that served in parts of Europe, were deferred because uh, blood centers did not have uh, an, uh, an option, a test, a test for mad cow disease. It just as simply didn't exist. But that's so far in the rearview mirror now uh, that most of the people who were exposed to it have not uh, shown symptoms. So we're, 
we're years downstream. So uh, the FDA uh, deemed that it uh, no longer needed to defer these people. So we have a lot of people who live in England, Scotland, Ireland, uh, other places that uh, were not able to donate and as of this past year are now able to donate for the first time. Uh, so, you know, that's that's a deferral that's gotten dropped. But so there are reasons why. I mean, you could come in and have a low iron account. Uh, that happens. Uh, I have it. Uh, some I chronically have low iron sometimes. And I have to take supplements. Um, it could be uh, you might have a high heart rate. Uh, we're going to tell you right then and there. You might want to have that checked out. Uh, you know, your blood pressure could be high. Uh, so when you come in to donate, uh, you, yeah, you're going to be helping someone profoundly possibly saving lives, but you're also you're also helping yourself. You're getting this mini checkup, this biofeedback that uh, our blood donors, they know regularly, they come in all the time, and it's just a little mini checkup every time you, you come in. But the deferrals, I would say, go to our website, oneblood.org. It has everything you need to know before you donate, uh, and you can determine... Like I said, 60% of us are able to donate, but less than 10% of us do. And I think a lot of us think, well, they don't need my my blood. I, I can't imagine they do. Well, we do. Uh, it, it, we really, really do. And uh, come in and let us uh, let us talk to you. Don't self-defer. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about other ways you can help other than just donating. You know, uh, we just are, are, are still celebrating the uh, MLK holiday that was on Monday. That was um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday as well. And one of the things we were talking about doing uh, to honor that is service. There's a way you can still do that. We'll talk about that when we come back. The number, if you have questions or comments, is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you? With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Good afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us. We are talking with Pat Pat Michaels of One Blood. And um, so I wanted to let people know that, you know, you just don't have to have the, there's you know, to donate blood at a bus in a shopping center, that one way you can do it, even if you can't donate, is to host a blood drive. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, on our website, you'll see host a blood drive right up front. There's two tabs there that just kind of stick out. One is donate now, and the other is host a blood drive. And um, if you go to oneblood.org, you'll see it. And it people think that uh, you know having a big red bus 
uh, go to their location is, uh, you know, quite an involved thing for you. A lot of heavy lifting. Well, it's not. I mean, our intention is to make it very easy. So if you click on that and say, hey, you know, I think I could um, host a blood drive, uh, we'll contact you and get in contact with you uh, and follow up. Uh, we provide all the marketing, you know, emails for, you know, your company or your corporation, but it doesn't have to be that. It could be your community. It could be, you know, um, a, a, you know, a small center. It doesn't matter. Uh, we'll we'll help work with you uh, to get the big red bus somewhere. So, you know, we go to large events. We go to a lot of companies, corporations. We go to almost every high school, college, university in our area. Uh, that we serve, but uh, if you say, look, I have a homeowners association, they want to host a blood drive, then uh, we'll contact you, and we'll do all the work. You know, uh, find out for the permits that are needed to park the big red bus. Uh, you know, like I say, give you all the marketing material. Really, it's turnkey, and that's the way we want it to be very easy for you. Now, on the website, too, is there a list, for example, if you're concerned about, uh, um, you know, I'm on certain medications, for example. So, uh, so is there a list maybe of medications that would, you would yeah. – okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and one of them, I'll just give you an example of statins uh, that, you know, some people might be taking for uh, high blood pressure. Um, so yeah, it has a list of the of those. So we don't, for example, if people get platelets, uh, they know they cannot take aspirin uh, before giving. So if you go on the website, it'll tell you the, you know, the kind of uh, do's and don'ts uh, before you donate. One thing that I stress to everybody uh, before you come in is make sure you're hydrated. Uh, make sure you've eaten. Yeah, um, you know you can't go all day and uh, come to a blood drive at three in the afternoon, and uh, <laughs> we'll ask you, "Have you eaten today?" And well, no, I haven't. Well, um, mm, uh, that's going to be, you know, it may it may cause your your uh, right. blood volume to fall just a little bit, and you're going to feel a little bit. But by and far, most most time, uh, you know, someone will give, like I said, forty five minutes of your time. Uh, it mm-hmm. could really be profound. It could it could literally save a life. I don't know. There's not a lot of gifts that uh, is that that much of a high calling. Right. Yes. Yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned about the eating because remember, this isn't like fasting labs. Okay. <laughs> like when you <laughs> go and you do labs, you know, this is total yeah. opposite. Eat. I don't, please eat. 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 Drink water. Drink. Yeah. Whatever. That's right. Yeah. Be no. Healthy, this is a, this healthy. is that's a, you know. I yeah. go to high school sometimes. I'll go in there and I see our full bottoms rolling their eyes like a student. Should I ask about him? Have you eaten today? No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, you need to take care of yourself. I mean, really, that's 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 what we're stressing. Um, yeah, that's why I think when you do give blood regularly, I think it does give you that sense that I'm taking care of my. I, yes, I'm taking care of other people, but I'm also taking care taking care of myself. Um, so yeah, it it does run in the same. Okay, so give us the details. Who do we reach out to? How do we, you know, the contact and all that type of stuff. Yeah, I want to do. I have a, a couple of uh, another message. So I want to sure, 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 please, please. Yeah, sort of this past year, because we know how important blood donors are. Uh, you know, we do. Uh, we have companies, corporations that we partner with that give us gift cards uh, to. I, I couldn't list them all, 
um, right. that we give to, like a $10 gift card for, to a particular restaurant or whatever. We also have special commemorative T-shirts. We're giving a, right now a long sleeve a T-shirt through the end of the, uh, February. Then we'll do a St. Patrick's Day or whatever. So you can wear that with pride. Say, look, you know, it says clearly you're, that's what you do. You're a blood donor. You're saving lives. But we, over the last year or so, have implemented two programs that uh, goes the step further. Um, a lot of people who donate wonder, nah, where, you know, where does it go? Well, we can't identify exactly what patient, but we have a program that once you sign up on your donor portal, if you give us your email, uh, called My One Blood Journey, and it will track your donation to a hospital and tell you when it's arrived at that hospital so that you know that it has gone to a patient. And then the other one uh, is called Message My Donor. Uh, there's a special tag that goes on the blood unit that goes to a patient, and they could take that tag off. Uh, it could be the patient itself, could be a doctor, it could be a nurse, and they can write a message that goes back to the donor. It cannot, can, cannot identify that person, but at least the message can go back to the donor and say, look, I want to tell you, um, thank you very much for your donation. You, know, you changed my life, you saved my life, whatever that might be. Well, that's pretty, that feedback's pretty special. So now our donors have the chance to know that they are uh, actually impacting possibly saving someone's life. And we talked earlier about um the the knowing kind of knowing your blood type and stuff like that. Um they at one time they used to really advertise like medical bracelets. Um should you still uh, in the event that you're in an accident or something like that it, it it's I assume it's very helpful to have something like that on your person or you know or maybe some information in your wallet or something. Yeah, correct. True. You know, in some, and they've tried to activate this uh, throughout. It's, it, years ago, it used to be in, uh, in your driver's license. You used to have your blood type, but they but they dropped it. Um, you know, yes, you could wear a bracelet oh, or whatever. But you really know, one thing to do that. There's a there's some options on some of your cell phones, uh, emergency options that you can put in a field for that kind of thing. So you you might want to look at that. Uh, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with this. So if, for example, like an iPhone, it has this emergency option. So let's say you fall and uh, you're you're unconscious or something. Uh, you know, emergency people can uh, can take your phone and they can access the emergency contact. I think there's there's some other options there. Uh, I highly recommend doing that because you never know. Um, you know, your wallet could be missing or something. But you if you have your phone, that's another way for someone to know how to get in contact with that, you know, that the loved one that you're connected with, that friend. So uh, any, any way you can do that, that, that might be an option for you. Sure, sure. That is good. That is good. Thank you so much. I know I, I reached out to you last minute, but I'm, I'm very grateful that you had the time to come on and, and talk about this because it, it oh, is absolutely. very important. We don't think about it. Yes, and, it is. Um, I'm I'm going to, uh, I mean, I do it right at this moment, but I'm going to get the information and post it on the G's Power Hour Facebook page so that people can uh, access it. That's great. And uh, And we appreciate you very much. You've reached out to us on many occasions, and we're always very, very happy to do it because uh, it means a lot. It means a lot to patients who, you know, will be getting those donations of people who walk in. Um, So thank you so much. You're very, very welcome. We appreciate the time, and we appreciate you know all the things that you do, and and make and also making it easy for 
not not only for people to donate, but also for people who who can't donate but may want to help in some way by maybe hosting a uh, you know, a drive. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank and and thanks so also, by the way, for, for emphasizing yeah. the need for the sickle cell community because, you yeah. know, they, yeah. they're not a I, great again, big part uh, of the population. Yes. Yeah. As much as yeah. I can possibly shout to everyone, it is important because uh, we have to have that diversity of, of the blood supply to reflect the people that we're giving blood to. And uh, it's extremely important. If you don't think it is, uh, you can ask a patient who says, I, I, I have to have this to live. Well, again, thanks so much, and you take care and, and have a blessed you day. Too. Thank you so much. Stay warm. <laughs> Stay warm. Uh, and so thank you all for listening. Tomorrow it, it is Tech Thursday, third Thursday on G's Power Hour. We have Burton Kelso back on for the new year. He's going to give us some tips on the types of maybe tech resolutions we need to make um, for for 2024. So make sure you, you tune in. He always has some uh, good information when it comes to the tech gear. So um, love to have him back. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Have a wonderful and blessed day. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good. Entertainment, be well, be safe, be blessed. Hug a loved one. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care. Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.